Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. It's Matt with the DPI Podcast, and I am nowhere near ready for tonight's show. Um, as you can see by me pulling down my microphone at the very last second. Um, but thank you for joining us tonight. Um, got some Disney news. It is February the 8th, 2022. Um, we're going to talk a lot about Disney Cruise Line tonight because uh, some issues with the Wish um, postponing some sailings. Um, but b- before we get into that, let's talk about our social media accounts. Um, there'll be a ticker down at the bottom. You can check out all of our social media accounts there. The big ones at DPI Podcast on Facebook, the Disney Planning Insights Podcast on YouTube if you aren't watching over there, and at Disney Insights on Twitter if you're wanting to book a vacation with us at PATM Disney Channel, Disney Travel, Disney Channel, Disney Travel at patm disney travel um over on facebook that is the princesses and the mouse disney travel website and we will um assist you over there or you can go on our website that's going to be posted down in the comments below as well down there right there so um patm disney travel dot forward slash planning um 
On the follow side, thank you, Pause No Tone, for the follow over on Twitch. We really, really appreciate that. Um, kind of growing the Twitch channel as as we go along, uh, just adding, adding, adding to kind of our stream time. So as we go, we'll see some more uh, stream time with that. But thank you for checking us out over there. If you do have any questions, drop them in the chat, and we'll be sure to sure to answer any questions you have about Disney travel. But um, before we get too far into the show, let me get over to Peter and we will start talking some Disney travel. Hey Peter, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing well. This is actually cutting into my Olympics watching time. So it's funny because just before coming on, I was I was uh I went to bed last night just before Nathan Chen's live performance. So I was watching it on the the rebroadcast. That's how that's what we were doing as well, but I had to come up here and get set up. Shannon fell asleep before his, I fell asleep way before his. I, I go to sleep way early. But Shannon fell asleep before his performance last night, and he broke the world record for short program scoring, so I was happy to see that it was back on. Um, let's get into a little bit of Disney news. Um, big news this week, Disney Wish isn't going to be ready in time. So the Disney Wish is Disney Cruise Line's biggest, baddest, newest ship. Um, it was scheduled to start sailing on what? June 9th was going to yep. be the maiden voyage um, and they have had to cancel now 12 sailings so they are canceled yep. through the 18th of July so A um, let, let's start out by giving viewers kind of an idea of what's going on with rescheduling and what Disney's doing for um, people that were on the maiden voyage well, luckily, I have um, I did not have any uh, clients on that, so thank goodness on that sense. But um, yeah, what you said with uh, so it was supposed to be heading out June 9th, and now it's not going to start heading out until it's it's scheduled to launch July 14th or something like that. But like you said, um, the next sailing they're hoping uh, is going to, and we don't even know that for sure, right? Like got pushed back do we really trust that it's going to that it's going to happen um so i luckily or i thankfully do not have anybody on those first few voyages so i i have not seen so matt you tell us what uh what you've seen disney is going to be doing for all those people but 
I got to imagine like those July bookings are booked up as well. So, so, um, so basically yeah. what they, what they did was they wiped the slate clean on those first 12 voyages. So everything, everything is completely wiped clean. Right. And then the, um, what they did for the maiden voyage is if you were on the original maiden voyage, you got automatically moved to the new maiden voyage. And then if you if you if that date didn't work for you or if you didn't want to go on it at that point, um, anybody that got canceled off of the, any of those sailings, so basically it was the first twelve sailings, they get a cruise credit for um, what they what they purchased basically, or they could take a full refund. Plus, they get fifty percent off of the cru the next cruise that they book. So not quite what they did for you, but I mean, along the same lines, if, if anything, I would say that yours is... Theirs is, theirs is better. Theirs, theirs oh, ended up being a better deal. Getting 50% off their know, next cruise. That means you got to take a second cruise. Yeah. But I'm I mean, here. I'm sitting here trying to take my first cruise for the third time. Right, but you, you sit there and go, oh, cool, I get, you know, what? three thousand dollars i get three thousand dollars off my next cruise cool if i spend three thousand dollars yeah it's like i always love when um when those specials happen at at the store it's like hey buy 10 you know buy 10 gets you free okay you better get by 10 so um so that would make sense then with what you're saying because the july so the date that I saw was July 14th. So they must be running that inaugural cruise with those June 9th people on July 14th. And then the first cruise that's not impacted is going to be that July 18th date. So <clears throat> that would, uh, that all kind of makes sense. Yeah. I, and I just think we are seeing a pattern with Disney now and it's, it's a bad pattern. Nothing's getting done in any amount of time. And whether it's Disney, whether it's anybody, I think COVID has a lot to do with that. But I mean, you look at Tron, Tron's going to be a five-year project on a clone coaster. Yeah, right. On something that they should have just been able to say, okay, this is exactly what this one in, uh, what, it's in Tokyo. Um, Shanghai. This is exact, oh, is it Shanghai? Which one? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I knew it was, I mean, those three over there just kind of blend to me, you know, there's <laughs> just, there's like three, right? Just boom, boom, boom. Hey, um, Shannon, don't say it. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Okay. We'll see, anyway. we'll see if she puts it in chat. Okay. So, um, yeah, right. All they should have had to do for Tron is just say, okay, well, here is the coaster. So let's go now to your point. A lot of the early delay in Tron was because of the COVID shutdown. There was just there was straight up nothing being done on that for for months. Um, and then, you know, it it just kind of the whole sentiment echoes the news that I saw. And maybe this was in your topic, but uh, you know that Disney shareholders meeting happened this week as well, and. Um, this growing sentiment that they want Chapik out. 
there there is but in the end in i kind of i kind of think about this a couple of different ways in the end if you look at a lot of the issues with the park it's individually park by park and not necessarily the overall leadership of chapic like i i feel like a lot of the issues with world should fall on josh tomorrow and not necessarily on chapic but I do feel like when you're looking at it feels like you're getting every penny pinched out of you right now. I think that has a lot to do with kind of leadership at Chapek level. Uh, well, if it was just a Disney World and a Disney World only problem, then yes, you could point just specifically at that, but they're all doing it. So it's, it's the blanket, it's the umbrella. Paris... Disney World, Paris, they're, they're all doing it. It's all the the product is lessened and the cost is heightened and nickeling and diming is at an all-time skyrocket high. And so if it was just like if Disney World moved away from the free fast pass system and started doing lightning light, but they all did it. Yeah. They, 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 the they, I mean, Paris the did it. You have Paris, you have land, you have world. But I also I, I I I priced out a trip to Paris for the four of us um, for spring break next year because they're going to be celebrating their their thirtieth through uh, through that time and for the four of us with their best dining plan staying on site it was going to be under five thousand dollars and you can't do that you can't do that at World at Pop Century right now what uh. Say you would go to the park. What's that? Did you say you'd go to the park? It would have been f- five days at the park. First of all, you're going to be bored after three. Well, I understand that, but it's also <laughs> it, it's it's Paris's thirtieth, and neither one of us has been out there, so there's plenty of stuff to tape. Oh, for sure. You're going to cover every every pebble. Yes. So. Um, I mean, you're absolutely right. I, but wherever the fault blames, I mean, there's still just a, you and I have even talked about this on, you know, whether it was previous episodes or just kind of us talking. Um, I mean, I still love the place. So everything that I'm saying here is still under the grain of like, okay, but it's still worth it. I'm still going to go do it. But the experience and, and sort of like what you get for your dollar today greatly diminished over what we got for our dollar three years ago. Correct, correct, correct. And I, I think I think that's I where I think that's the biggest thing that I look at is you you look at all the things that kind of got taken away, and that that's where I see oh this is this is pretty bad. You know, you don't have you don't have Magical Express. You don't have free fast passes. You've lost a lot of things at the parks. We don't have. I mean, even things that you paid for that aren't there, like um, the minivans. They don't have that service right now, and and that was a service that yes, it was a little bit expensive, but for the value you got out of a minivan going, being able to go gate to gate or gate to hotel or hotel to gate, um, was awesome. Um, we use the minivans a ton, especially when we were going from hotel to hotel. 
Well, and even not hotel to hotel, it was the only rideshare program that would take you up to Magic Kingdom's gate and not drop you at TTC. Yeah. You know? So, exactly. And, and then we talk about the parades are finally starting to come back. A bunch of the, you know, shows and entertainment are still missing. Um, it's still very obvious that the parks are being run on what I'll say is sort of like a skeleton crew in terms of the the capacity and the ability and everything else like that. It's just, like, let's go. Like, yeah. But but then like all you all you see is the prices just look like, you know, the mountain climbing game on Price is Right. Yeah. And the mountain climbers getting close to the top in a lot of people's opinion is is I guess my point. Yeah, and and you know I think I think we talked about that a little bit last week. Is is Disney trying to find that line of demarcation where they're finally going to start pushing? A majority of the people away um, when it comes to pricing because you know like I said just to go to Pop Century for us right now with no dining plan and no park hopper is $2,500 and that doesn't factor in any meals that doesn't factor in any transportation to and from the airport that doesn't factor in um, our flights down there so we're five grand plus to go to world and stay at a value resort right now. And it's, it, it's really tough to justify that sometimes. Yeah. I, you're absolutely right. Because, uh, you know, maybe that's, I guess might've just touched on my biggest issue right now. And maybe this is where the nickel and diming feeling really hitting. They told us back in October, the dining plans would be back and we're still not booking dining plans. And that's that's a real problem because it takes, like, you and I have always been the biggest proponents of dining plan because it turns Disney into an all-inclusive resort. You know exactly what you're spending out of the gate. And so you can go down there and over a week, you can room charge all your other expenses. And unless you go just absolutely crazy you're going to be looking at under a thousand dollars of room expenses and that's souvenirs extra drinks all of that stuff and it's likely even less and now you go down there with a family of four and the food prices are out of control everything's being nickel and dimed so you just sit there and you go for three days and you eclipse the thousand dollar mark if you're charging stuff back to your room you know, no, and and maybe maybe that's the biggest maybe that's the biggest issue or the biggest detriment in my experience right now is the fact that I can't pay ahead of time, so I'm just sitting here basically hemorrhaging money through the trip, feeling like okay, but I I want to be having a good time, <laughs> and it, it's just it is it's just uh, maybe that's the biggest issue. But you're absolutely right, like you know, pop century get it on a deal for 150 a night but you talk about what can you get for 150 a night well i could get a one bedroom suite over at you know a Wyndham that has a big splash pad pool area i'm talking myself into pop century because i can ride the skyliner and get in the parks a half hour early 
you know, and then that's the other thing, like the two hours late doesn't even apply to those value that only applies to the deluxe resorts. Correct. You know, so those extra park hours, which really realistically should apply to anybody staying on site is only to the people that are spending six, $700 a night. Like well, I'm a DVC member and a pass holder, but because I was staying at Caribbean beach, I was told, Oh no, sorry. You, these park hours don't apply to you. Park hours don't apply. Like, yeah. Well, and, and if you want to get sick, go, go look at prices for any week between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh yeah. I mean, Shannon yeah. and I looked at that yesterday and you cannot find other than all-star music, the family suites there, you cannot find a hotel room under a thousand dollars right now at Disney. Yeah, everything in that time of year is marked up significantly. If I've had several clients call me going, Hey, we want to go during Christmas. I was like, Okay. When you say you want to go during Christmas, you mean like November sixth, right? Yeah, like no. that first the first week that Christmas stuff is up. Right. Like because you're exactly right. Like, so a, it's very little available, and everything seems to be, you know, almost like time. You know what it what it's worth. Normally, times one and a half. Yeah, because I mean, when we looked, we were looking, what the two weeks after Thanksgiving, and like, you could get like a one bedroom at Casitas at Coronado, and it was twelve hundred bucks a night. Or you could get um, something at Animal Kingdom Lodge that I didn't even look at, and it was fourteen hundred bucks a night. And I'm like, no, this is this is ridiculous. This is this is not how you're going to get people to come to the park. When they look at those prices, they are going to be immediately turned off, and that's that's end of game. Yeah, I mean, the whole system needs to be. But again, to your point last week their crowd levels no it hasn't problem right so until until there's real like pushback by the consumer outside of guests and shareholder meetings voicing their frustrations no real effective change because if i can charge those prices and the crowds keep coming so now i'm making more money for the same yeah. amount of work yeah that's that's called capitalism. <laughs> um, let's let's move on to some other news. So Disney posted an ad seeking dancers with aerial abilities for Celebration Festival of the Lion King. Um, this goes with the ad a couple weeks ago for the Tumble Monkeys. Looks like we're going to get the full show back sooner than later, um, and that's good to see there. Uh, it just celebration of Festival of Lion King is just a, a fantastic show all around. So uh, I'm really excited to see that. It is, yeah, and I know it's one of your favorites, so you're going to be um, a little bit more enthusiastic. But it is, it is a wonderful, wonderful show. Um, when we were, oh yeah, Fall Break, we went to see it. We hadn't seen it in a while, and uh, it was nice to see it again. Uh, I I can't even can't even really. Ex- describe it's just a really really awesome immersive show it's just a lot of fun and uh, great to have the whole thing back because it definitely was lacking so 
still have the big animatronic floats. You still have the fire breather and all that stuff. But there was definitely, you know, the aerialists and and the the monkeys, you know, definitely add a lot more excitement to the show. Because I remember in fall break, I went, yeah, that is just a really good show. But it's just kind of bland. Yeah, just kind of, it, it, you never get that high of the tumble monkeys. You never get that emotion of the aerialist with, can you feel the love tonight? You know, there, there, there's a lot to that show that you need those pieces. Um, but it sounds like sooner, sooner rather than later, we'll get it back. Um, over at Hollywood Studios, uh, Mickey Mouse is going to be returning to his meet and greet before Valentine's Day. So it is Fantasia Mickey. And that's over at that red carpet of dreams meet and greet location on commissary lane. Um, basically across from sci-fi drive-in is where you're going to find that meet and greet. Um, no word on Minnie Mouse coming back to that location yet, but at least we're getting Mickey Mouse back. And that's another meet and greet that's coming back as, as they're getting more and more of those back. Um... Stay at Hollywood Studios. The Mickey and Friends motorcade is ending this week at Hollywood Studios. Um, so that was one of the cavalcades. They, they've got to get Mickey and his costume back over to Fantasmic when they open up Fantasmic on the 9th. I mean. Yeah, that's it. They, they, they only have one over there. Yeah, I mean, he's got the sparkly jacket, and that, that's that's the jacket that they wear over there, so. And they can't run cavalcades during the day and then get it over there for props for the nighttime show. No, that's, dry that's cleaning. probably the reason. Yeah. <laughs> dry cleaning. Uh, let's see. What I, have else? Nothing. I have nothing in response. <laughs> nothing. Um, special stage theme to Big Thunder Mountain Mining Company installed in front of Country Bear Jamboree. This is kind of interesting because um, kind of, it, it looks like it's something that could be relatively permanent so if if you've been down to disney you understand down kind of frontier land there are a couple of raised stages as you go down that area um they're actually fantastic vantage points for parades and cavalcades and that kind of stuff because it can kind of get you up above that crowd um but this is right outside country bear jamboree where they're generally isn't a stage there um and it doesn't say anything about you know what it could be for it could just be for the cast member party that got canceled again <laughs> it could be for um you know maybe they're gonna have a little show or a meet and greet there with some of the country bears instead of them being up on the um balcony but there's a stage there now and Hey, cool, whatever. Until they start using it for something, it might it might just be for the cheerleading thing, honestly. Um, because they're gonna have that. Yeah, they have the big national cheerleading competition this weekend there. So. Yeah, so it might just be set up to you know like what they do with the bands during the band competition, marching them through with the parades. Uh huh. So could very well just be that that you know a couple of them are gonna be invited to to come in and, and do some routine and stuff. Yeah. And then, um, last but not least, happy birthday to Disney's California Adventure. You can now drink, turning 21 today. Opened 2001 on this day. 
So, didn't Thank realize goodness. the park was. I didn't realize that park was that old. Yeah, that, I mean that just always kind of hits you about Disneyland in comparing to the, to the Disney World. You know, everything's with Disneyland. It's just been there for for such a long time that you just sort of like lose track of California Adventure. I guess is where I'm going um, with with that kind of aspect. But it's also kind of funny because so you have Disney World with four parks in the time it took Disneyland to grab a second one. Yeah. But of course, Disney World is obviously something that Disneyland is not. And that is landlocked by urbanization. <laughs> so getting a second park into Disneyland was an absolute feat of real estate is what Disney was able to do there by kind of absorbing its parking lot and then grabbing a whole bunch of property around for, for honestly, relatively inexpensive for that area and what it's worth. So, well, and they're doing the same anyway. thing for that expansion for Mickey's Toontown. So that expansion off of what they're going to be, where they're going to be putting Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, there's going to be a big expansion off of there called Toontown. And they're basically absorbing a parking lot and and doing that expansion out there, right? So, so. that's what. Uh, so yeah, Disneyland has a little bit more geographic constraint than Disney World because we talk all the time. Disney World's got room for several more parks now. Part of Disney World is conservation, and so they are trying to keep a certain amount of it as essentially like protected wetland area. Um, cause you know, the Everglades basically starts there and that water south into the, the full marshy Everglade area. So uh -huh. if you just start filling that in with dirt, you're going to have big environmental comp impacts down the, down the line. So spoken like a true scientist. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you got any news that you're seeing? Uh, no, I have just had a busy, crazy, crazy week. So um, outside of the wish being delayed and the shareholders, um, not too much going on. We're kind of in a lull in terms of travel deals and other stuff like that. Um, what they did release has been scooped up very feverishly. Uh, and we're, we're well ahead of where potential, you know, late summer, fall deals would come in because those likely won't come out until at least next month, if not even April or even May. Yeah, those usually come out right around spring break time. Right. So they'll, as they rake in their spring break money, they'll start thinking about their summer and fall money. Yeah, and still, yeah. I haven't heard anything about bounce backs coming back yet either. Um, yeah, I haven't seen anything there. Um, so that's another one of those. Seen, I haven't seen when 2023 is going to be available yet. I expect that in the next month if... Uh, any viewers are interested in 2023 vacations that, that's would... funny because like i said i i we priced out paris last week um now we couldn't price out flights that deep no right. I, I i even priced out flights on travelocity that deep i i just couldn't do it for yeah, some of the airlines they can project right yeah. yeah they can project many airlines um but disneyland paris has their calendar 
well into 2023 available. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You would imagine that all that stuff would be, like, together, but it's nowhere close. That's, you know, and maybe that's another comment, is just the fact that I know they're all entities in their own areas and nations and all that stuff, but when you have a big umbrella company, like, why aren't more things sort of streamlined? How nice would it be across the globe if all Disney parks released the calendar at the same time? And, you know, and even like at Disney World, there are some restaurants that don't have their hours published 60 days in advance. So you can't get their reservations at 60 days out. So it looks like they're full, but upon digging a little bit further, no, they just don't have their hours posted. So the website reservation system can't pull times. Yeah. And you know, I was I was going to bring that up. Thanks for bringing that up because that that kind of brings me onto a little bit of a rant. Um, I'm going to listen to your rant, but I have to go mobile because I have to be somewhere at eight o'clock. So, but I'm listening to your rant. You rant okay. on. So, so my rant is, um, two two like medium level restaurants have had absolutely zero availability here um, for basically from now and until reservations are available through the middle of April or, you know, the, the first week of April, at least sci-fi drive-in and Teppan Ito, no reservations at all, which is crazy, especially for Teppan Ito. And we're looking at like parties of two parties of four parties of six on times, nothing. So what we're, what we're thinking is that it might be a staffing shortage and they're not releasing times until week before, day before type stuff. Because Shannon was able to find a Teppanito for tomorrow. Or no, for tonight, this morning, but that was it. There were no other Teppanitos available. So, you know, have you been having the same problem finding dining for your clients just just issues with the site and issues with finding availability uh quite a bit that's kind of where the uh where the comment came from because like at the 60 days out there are there are several restaurants and it kind of goes back to my paper where you know it really feels like we're just still kind of living in, hold on. Uh, okay, um, we're just not gonna see me. <laughs> I think what's gonna happen here because it's dark, so. Um, oh, you're breaking up real bad, Peter. I think you're in the transition between Wi-Fi and cellular. Hello? You there? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay, sorry. Um, so it, what I was saying is it goes back to that point earlier where it just feels like everything's running kind of lower than what it should be, which doesn't make any sense for a company like Disney World because they should absolutely... And, and know who, where, when, and why because... There's no reason with the amount of money that comes into that place on a daily basis that 
they can't get this staffing figured out if they really wanted to get it figured out. Yeah. Uh, that's what happened. You uh, transferred over to my, my vehicle. Yeah, I, I heard that there's a there was a definite change in your the quality of your audio when we when we switched over to the vehicle. Now now you sound like an old time cell phone call. Uh, hold on. So yeah, I I, I mean I'm I'm right there with you on what you're saying. You know, th- this is a company that should be able to figure this stuff out. I think nationwide we're talking about a lot of shortages when it comes to, especially the hospitality industry, um, be it hotels, restaurants, you know, anything that's in that hospitality segment. I think you're seeing a major shortage because people are just looking to make more money, and there's a lot of jobs out there that are offering more money that are just looking for people. I mean, th- there's a lot of lot of roles to fill right now. Yeah, and apparently I'm not going to get the good audio back because my AirPods in my car are not uh, functioning well together. But uh, exactly what you said, the service industry just in general, but you talk Disney World, and my I guess my point is, there's no reason why a company like Disney and a place like Disney World isn't able to make things like the pay and the hours of a lucrative offer to individuals other than tight-fistedness around financials. Yeah, but when you have a company that lost as much as they did in 2020, aren't you just trying to get back to head above water for the next year's? Sure, I guess we can talk, you know, we can blame that to some degree, but at the same point, yeah, you lost that money, but you're still one of like the largest companies in the world in terms of net worth and profit, you know, revenue generation. So I suppose to some degree you can blame that, but at this point, you know, kind of the, the wheels are turning again. And I guess that's, that's the number one point that I've seen out of the shareholders is uh, they just kind of, they sort of like point all of these decisions and things at, at sort of like this sort of like greedy mentality of just absolutely wringing the fat out of everything that they can. Uh, and, and you're exactly right. The, the justification is probably, well, look at how red we were last year. We have to be, that much more black this year in our numbers like well at, at what cost you yeah. know destroying the consumer experience no i completely i completely agree um one last question before i let you go man um would what are your thoughts about grogu being part of uh galaxy's edge Wait, like, what do I think about him getting there? Has he been cited? He has not been cited, but there's a lot oh. of talk about... Oh, man. You got me excited. I was about to book a flight on Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'm taking a couple of days off of school tomorrow. 
about all that just because now we're on the you know Star Wars original series on Disney Plus. So don't want to spoil if people aren't in on it. But essentially, the Star Wars stories are basically looking at this journey of this Mandalorian named Din Djarin and this Yoda species Jedi force attuned Grogu and somehow Grogu has like somehow Grogu escaped Order 66 somehow Grogu has um, also did not show up in movie you know 7 through 9 so whatever happens to him is clearly resolved in the 40 years from movie 6 to movie 7 you know not even 40 years it's like 20 to 30 years because Ray would have been around because Palpatine would have had a son well before he became wrinkly lightning man. Yeah. So, right. So like that son having a daughter. So yeah, it's gotta be like 30 to 40 years from movie six to movie seven. Um, can't even be that much. But anyway, um, I digress about the timeline. But that would be kind of cool if, like, Grogu becomes, like, a big aspect of, like, Black Spire Outpost. Like, he's actually there. And I don't know. That'd be cool. I would love to see Grogu there. All right. Enough said. You heard it You heard it first from Peter. Um, again, Peter with Princess of the Mouse Disney Travel. Um, if you're looking to book Not a trip. Not be confused. Yeah, here. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see. You. I already moved over to the screen since you were in the dark. So. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> voice only. Voice only. Peter recommends Grogu for Black Spire Outpost. <laughs> All right, Peter. Well, I'll let you get get to driving so you can pick up your son. Have a good night, man. All right. See you guys. So yeah, that was Peter with Princesses and Mouse Disney Travel. Um, like I said, if you are looking to book a trip at patm disney travel over on facebook or you can go to the um the web page and that is going to be patm disney um forward slash planning and that will get you over to our planning page so yeah I, lots of news a lot of good general conversation about just kind of where we see disney going um we did kind of skip one topic and that was the magic band plus um, survey that went out to some guests. R- basically, what Magic Band Plus, what they were trying to gauge was interest in the product, kind of, you know, your thoughts on pricing, a lot of different things. But it did give us kind of a baseline of where the pricing might be. And if you think about this, compare it to your regular Magic Band. So the Solid Color Magic Band Pluses, they're looking at a, a, a number at like. for your regular magic bands that number is usually like it $14.99 and then um the discounted price if you get it before your trip is like five bucks um now the specialty ones with characters and with scenes and that are different colors 
they're looking at those being like $49.99. So 50 bucks. And, you know, we talked about these when they first announced them. And, and we thought that that number was going to be somewhere in that $50 to $60 range for those higher-end bands. And that's where it looks like it's going to land. $49.99. Um, and, you know, your, your high-end specialty Magic Bands right now, your standard Magic Band Pluses are your standard magic band twos are um with characters and that kind of stuff anywhere from 15 18 to 45 dollars depending on if it's limited edition or stuff like that so a lot of different things go into that but eh, we'll see i think there's going to be uh definitely a demand for them they've been talking about them for a while now so just kind of waiting to see when we get those um get those at the parks but with that being said, guys, um, I'm going to end the show. It is coming up on 8 o'clock. We like to keep these around 45 minutes. Um, and I've got my little man coming up. If you go over there and look at the camera, there you are. See, you're on the screen down there. Little guy, you got to come back here. There you go. Wave at the camera. Hi, everybody. Little man's getting ready to go to bed. Um, so we're going to end the show. Um, thank you for watching us tonight. Uh, again, if you want to get in contact with me at... DPI podcast. I was about to say, how's your podcast going? But it was time to... Yep, it's time to go to bed, and my podcast is still going. Um, at DPI podcast over on Facebook, at Disney Insights on Twitter, and the YouTube channel, the Disney Planning Insights podcast. Um, if you want to see ride videos, um, park planning tips, park area details we have all kinds of stuff over on the facebook channel go or on the youtube channel so go over there and check it out but thank you guys all for watching tonight and we are going to go to the closing screen We have Peter on from Princess of the Mouse Disney Travel. Um, we talked a little bit about the Disney wish uh, being delayed. And some... that we'd like you to follow and like um, at DPI Podcast on Facebook at Disney Insights over on Twitter at Princesses and the Mouse on Instagram and the Disney Planning Insights Podcast on YouTube. Check all those out. Let us know what we can do, what you want to see and what we can do better. Thank you all for watching, listening, everything you do. Definitely hit that like or follow button if you are watching us 
and thanks and have a good week. We'll see you next week. Bye now.